Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Mount Calvary Nation and friends. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Welcome those who are watching from TV land, from the internet, from YouTube this morning, from Facebook. We are glad to have you in the house of the Lord this morning. Even if it's virtually, we are all together. Amen. Amen. My scripture this morning will come from the book of Psalms, and I'm reading from the King James Version. I'll be reading Psalms 150. If you all will stand for the reading of God's word, if you are able, please. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the tremble and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organ. Praise him upon the loud cymbal. Praise him upon the sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Thank you. Let's pray to God right now. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for another day that you have saw fit, Lord, to wake us up and have us be a part of, God. God, we thank you, Lord. You woke us up in our right mind and we knew that we were supposed to come and worship you in spirit and in truth. Now, God, bless your people today, Lord God. There are many things that are going on in our lives, God, but your word says that you can do all things, God. You are a healer. Lord, you are a deliverer, Lord God, and we thank you today, God. So, Lord, bless those that are sick and shut in this morning God I bless those that are just not feeling well today Lord God remind them God that you can change all things Lord God God and I bless those that are serving today Lord bless from the parking lot to the pulpit today God bless our great pastor that will come today with the word of God Lord God touch him now Lord God so that we may bring this word that you've given him to to share with your people, Lord God. Open our ears and our hearts that we may hear and retain, Lord God. Lord, I thank you this morning, God. I thank you this morning, God. I thank you this morning, God. And I pray, Lord, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, whom gave his life for our salvation, Jesus Christ, amen. verse of what Brother Percy read said let everything that has breath praise the Lord praise ye the Lord I say it all the time we don't all have to do the same thing not everybody is going to praise the Lord the same way but everybody that's breathing ought to do something 
to tell the Lord thank you because he woke us up this morning and he started us on our way he kept us safely through another week he kept us from all hurt harm and danger when the enemy came in like a flood he lifted up a standard against him God has been good to us we had a place to lay our heads we had clothes to put on our backs we had food to eat God has been good to us and we have another opportunity another chance just to tell the Lord thank you if you are grateful today would you give him some kind any kind some kind of praise come on Lord I just want to thank you Lord I just want to thank you oh Lord I just want to thank you Lord I just want to thank you I want to thank you for being so good to me so good to me come on sing with me Lord I just want to thank you 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 I want to thank you for being so good to me so good come on tell them again Lord, that's it. Lord, I just want to thank you. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being so good to me. So good to me. You were my bread when I was hungry. You were my water when I was thirsty. You've been my shelter in the time of storm. And Lord, you kept me from all harm. Come on. I want to thank you for being so good to me. So good to me. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you. For being so good to me. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody. Oh, can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's my. That's it. Oh, he picked me up and he. Oh, he picked me and he turned me around. Yes, he picked me up and. 
come on testify he healed my body told me to run on heal my Told me to run on. Oh, he's. Oh, can't nobody do me like Jesus. 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 Sing, nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. He picked me up and turned me around. Place my feet on solid ground. Nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. satisfied with Jesus satisfied with yes I'm satisfied with Jesus in my heart yes I'm satisfied oh I'm satisfied with Jesus satisfied with Jesus in my heart you can't make me doubt him you can't make me doubt him you can't make me doubt him in my heart you can't make me doubt him you can't make me down. Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you. Oh, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being so good to me hallelujah well thank him then our good God hallelujah hallelujah anybody grateful that God is just good it doesn't mean stuff isn't going on in your life but he's still good he's still God he's still great and he's still greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all can be seated. I'm trying to move. Whee. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes, Lord. great God is greatly to be praised he has been good to us the fact that you're sitting here the fact that you're watching right now is a testimony to the goodness of Jesus he owes us absolutely nothing but he has given us everything we need. 
those who are here in person, welcome. We're glad that you've chosen to worship in the building, that you've chosen to come on in. We're grateful we don't take that lightly, especially if you would have told us a few years ago that there would be a year that we wouldn't be in the building, we wouldn't have believed it. But we're just grateful to be here now. And then we're grateful for the e-congregation that's growing online. Those who are worshiping with us virtually, we're glad that you've chosen to do so. We don't take that lightly. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually and for the people behind the technology. Somebody's got to run it. There are people behind the technology who make that possible every week, and we're grateful for them. If you're here in the building and you are visiting with us, you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, would you stand? We would love to see who you are and where you are if you're able. God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, would you make them feel welcome? Come on, let's sing to them. Come on. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has come. And with the love of Christ we are transforming That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Here's how we're doing it. certainly glad you're here. Let me make a few observations and then we'll continue on in our worship. We do have a card of thanks uh, from Ms. Michaela Colbert. Dear Pastor Sam, Lady Chanel, and the Mount Calvary family, thank you so much for the generous graduation gifts and kind words. I appreciate your support and hope to make you proud as I begin a new journey. That's from Sister Michaela. Uh, also, the family of Damaris Harris, truly appreciated your cards, prayers, and acts of kindness during the celebration of her life. We also have a card from Minister Jamesetta Taylor and her family. I want to thank my church family for the love you've shown through the resolution sent, the phone calls and gifts, cards, and especially your prayers. Continue to pray for us. I lost my best friend, and I have a small hole in my heart left by Anne's departure to heaven. That is from Minister James Etta Taylor. Will you keep Sister, uh, Sister Hazel Woodard in your prayers and her family? Her grandson, uh, Alam Abney Jr., passed. Uh, we, don't have, uh, we don't have details yet, but would you keep that family in your prayers? Last week, I asked you to pray for Ms. Teresa Mack and her son. They were both having procedures this past week. Uh, Ms. Mack called and wanted the congregation to know that they are both doing okay. Uh, they are just waiting on some test results to come back, and she wants to thank everybody for our prayers. Let's continue to keep them in our prayers. 
Uh, you may notice the, uh, the big hole in the parking lot and the bulldozer parked out there. Um, we are in the process of having a garage built, um, and we're in a holding position waiting for permits that we need. Uh, we've done as much as we can until, you know, different permits get in place, and the city, like everywhere else, is experiencing backup. Um, and so, you know, as soon as, uh, as soon as Ms. Verletta releases everything, then uh, <laughs> as soon as she moves our permit application to the top of the pile, <laughs> then we'll go ahead and, uh, and get that uh, garage done, which will hold our van and, um, and uh, equipment and the like. Uh, would you keep Sister Taylor, Minister Taylor, James Elder Taylor, in your, in your prayers again, uh, her brother-in-law, Joe Jones, passed this past week in Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, services are pending, but keep the family in your prayers. Sister Spain, are you somewhere close? I see here that you need to make an announcement. All right. Um, you can do that just after. Uh, let me make these. As of next Sunday, um, and let me say again, I appreciate the Pandemic Response Task Force that has been on hand um, to consult and to guide uh, your pastor in these last three years or so. And um, after consulting with them and with the staff, beginning next Sunday, um, masks will be optional uh, here at Mount Calvary. If you choose to wear a mask, keep on wearing your mask. Um, if you're at home and you have not been coming because you have to wear a mask for two hours, you can come on. Um, just don't cough on anybody, don't breathe on anybody, all right? Listen, um, we, we, we still want to take everything very seriously that's going on. If you're not feeling well, right, if you're not feeling well, if you're sick, you have some symptoms, stay home, right, and watch online, worship with us virtually. Uh, but as of next week, masks will be optional here at Mount Calvary. There are two uh, two things I want you to put on your calendar uh, coming up. Uh, one is on Sunday the 16th. Sunday the 16th, that is the third Sunday. It will be Pink Sunday here at Mount Calvary. Um, we will celebrate breast cancer survivors. Um, if you would, give your names. If you're, here, if you're here in the building, give your names to the ladies at the table. Or you can call the church office if you're a survivor, 937-268-6737. We want to make sure that we honor you and recognize you on October 16th on Pink Sunday, all right? Everybody who has something pink, wear something pink. If it's a t-shirt, if it's a suit, whatever it is, if it's a sweater, uh, wear something pink as we celebrate survival on the 16th. <laughs> yes, ma'am. awesome. On Sunday, October 23rd, we will go to worship with the Greater Mount Zion Church in Cleveland, Ohio um, at 4 o'clock. So after we get done with service here, uh, we'll get on the bus and we'll head to Cleveland at f for 4 o'clock service. They're going to feed us first. That is on Sunday, October the 23rd. Just a reminder, uh, this is the last week 
to bring in socks. If you have forgotten them, you can still bring them. Uh, get as many socks as you can, new socks. We're going to be donating to uh, local homeless shelters and, uh, and agencies around that are helping those who are in need of the same. Uh, ministers, I have asked that you all in particular would help if you are not going to Cleveland on the 23rd from 2 to 4 at the Dakota Center is where we'll be um, sorting all the socks and making sure they get where they need to be. On the 23rd from 2 to 4, if you're not going to Cleveland, ministers in particular, but they can use any help uh, that they can get, all right? If you're, on, if you're part of the e-congregation, you're watching online and you would like to give, but you're not coming to the building, uh, you can order socks on Amazon, right? Order the socks on Amazon um, or whatever your other favorite retailer is and just have them ship it to the church. 3375 West Siebenthaler Avenue, 45406 is the zip code. Um, I believe the mail will even honor... Uh, 3375 Pastor S.N. Winston Sr. Way in the Gem City of Dayton, Ohio, 45406. Just make sure that you have them ship it so that it's here by October 1st. All right? God bless you. That's all I have. Sister Spain is coming with one more announcement. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation and friends. <laughs> um, I was tasked today with reminding everyone about, um, well, I call him my bishop, bishop and elect ladies, 18th pastoral anniversary. <laughs> On October 9th, which is the second Sunday in October, um, so that was my assignment, so I had to do that so I wouldn't get in trouble. And now the stuff that's going to get me in trouble, I'm sure. So um, I just want to give a little background and some of my feelings. Um, some of you may not know that Bishop Pastor Winston is my baby brother. Um, so I want to tell you how he went from being my baby brother to my pastor um, when I call him Sammy when Sammy was when he first became pastor I was thinking you know okay I'll support him I'll show him respect um, yeah as his big sister but let me tell you something as the years have gone by this is the place this is the leader that I know that I'm supposed to be under. I know that. Um, so my bishop is somebody that I can respect as my spiritual leader. He does what he asks us to do. Um, just a little background for those of you who are new to Mount Calvary. This used to be a movie theater, an old closed down movie theater. And Bishop said that God showed him that this would be the sanctuary for Mount Calvary and that we would do it debt-free. No debt. We don't owe the bank anything. He was willing to sacrifice 
Um, he rode around in a car with no heat in the wintertime. Um, then he sold his car and, bless his heart, drove the church van <laughs> and brought that money so that we could be in this beautiful edifice. Um, and his wife allowed him to do that. <laughs> So I found a scripture to me that speaks about who bishop and elect lady are. And it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. It's from the Message Bible. And I'm going to um, skip around just a little bit. It's verses 1 through 10. And as I read it, you think about it and tell me if this doesn't sound like them. It is clear to us, friends, that God not only loves you very much, but also has put his hand on you for something special. When the message we preached to you came to you, it wasn't just words. And then skipping down to verse 7, I love this. The word has gotten around. Your lives are echoing the master's word. The news of your faith in God is out. We don't even have to say anything more. You are the message. That's it. <laughs> Deacon Birch just reminded me that pastor and elect lady even, they sold their children's beds. Do you hear me? They sold their children's beds to bring money for the building fund. They sold the dining room table. They sold the family room furniture. They are a message of what Christ is. So on October 9th, be ready to celebrate them. And listen, it's not just about money. If you can't afford to bring anything, write a note. Write a note and tell them what they mean to you and drop it in the basket, okay? Let's get ready to celebrate our bishop and elect lady. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Spain. Um, what I'm really excited about is uh, my pastor is coming and he's going to preach on uh, on October the 9th, Pastor Keith Troy, Dr. Keith Troy from the New Salem Baptist Church in Columbus. Uh, you don't want to miss, uh, you don't want to miss hearing my pastor. Um, Jamila, I got you. Let me see here. Gabriella Appleberry, where's Gabriella? Hello, Gabriella. Stand up, dear lady. There you are. Let's see, she is in the first grade at Westwood Elementary, and I have her interim report. Let's see, I see language arts, 85, math, 91, social studies, 100, art, 80, music, 98, gym, 90. Looks like things are going well, Miss Gabriella. Good job, sweet lady. Where's your family, Miss Gabriella? C congrats. Good. We are going to John chapter 6. You can turn there. The choir is going to come. 
led by Miss Laura. And they're going to lead us further in worship. Come on. Christ in 
is that your testimony there is no other way I can live without it thank you Miss Laura chapter 6 we're going to start at verse 1 today I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures sometime after this Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee that is the Sea of Tiberias and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will that go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Verses 1 through 13 of John chapter 6, you may be seated. Over the last few weeks, we have been taking a look at the miracles of Jesus as recorded by John. We have been studying them with the knowledge that John left us in chapter 20 of his book when he said, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book 
but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. John told us the purpose of his book. We don't have to guess. This isn't all that Jesus did, John said. But I've written these miracles down so that you would believe. I left record of these things so you would believe that Jesus is the Messiah and so that you can have life in his name. The purpose of John's book is so that we would believe. And I have attempted to argue that believing is the foundation upon which prayer is built. So this is really a pre-study to prayer. We haven't started the prayer study yet. We're just studying John's book so that we can be ready to study what the Bible says about prayer in a few weeks. We're going to start that uh, the third week of October, if the Lord says the same, uh, and we'll start the small groups around the same time so that after you hear the sermon, you can go and talk about it and all that. We have seen the Lord Jesus in this book. We have seen him take water and somehow make it wine. Then over in chapter 4, we, we saw Jesus just send the word to heal the royal official's son. Last week, we met the lame man who was laid at the pool of Bethesda for, for 38 years, right? He had been in the same condition, but that day, that day at the pool, while he was waiting on the angel to come and trouble the water, that day, while he was hoping for someone to come along and put him in the water after he had been troubled so he could get his healing, that day he met Jesus at the pool and Jesus exceeded his expectations. He was healed. He got up, took his bed, and walked. And of course, there's somebody who's not happy about it. The Bible says that after they saw him walking, carrying his mat, the Jews were annoyed. They said, it is unlawful for you to be carrying your bed on the Sabbath. So John said they sought to kill Jesus. When instead of rejoicing with the man, they are worried about him carrying what used to carry him, but he's doing it on the Sabbath. So they seek to kill Jesus, but Jesus has an answer for them. By the end of chapter 5, he is talking about who he is and what he's doing. He tells them that he's only doing the Father's work, that he indeed is the Son of God, and he does with what he does with the authority from on high to do it. And that leads us to chapter 6, where we find the next miracle of Jesus, a very familiar passage of Scripture. As a matter of fact, I would offer that it's one of the most important accounts that we have of Jesus in the Bible. And I would offer that because it is one of the few stories that all four gospel writers tell. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all include this event in their telling of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each of them shares different details about what's going on, but the Holy Spirit led each of them to write about this miraculous experience. It is the story of the feeding of 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. 
from the time most of us were children. We heard about Jesus feeding the 5,000 men plus women and children with just two little fish and five barley loaves. It's a great story. It makes for good storytelling. It makes for good sermons. But today, I want to take a closer look at what's going on in this story in relation to believing. Uh, remember, John said that the reason that he included this story is so that we believe. So this story has something to say about our belief. And so I want to preach today from this subject, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll bring it all around by the, hope, by the help of the Holy Ghost to tie it all in. Here's what I want to preach today. What will you offer him? What will you offer him? In this story, in this setting, there are literally thousands of people. Thousands of people, literally. The Bible says when Jesus made them sit down in the grass, according to Mark, they sat down by the hundreds and by the fifties. And John said there were about 5,000 men that sat down, plus the women and the children who were not counted in that 5,000 number. Then you have Jesus, of course. So you've got the 5,000, the women and the children, Jesus, but there are three others in this story, and those are the ones that we want to take a look at today because I want to offer that each of them presents something to Jesus. Each of them, each of these three other characters offer Jesus something which is tailored to teach us something about what we offer him. Let's look at what each one brings as we consider the subject. What will you offer him? The Bible says that all these people were following Jesus. And they were following him because of the healing miracles that he had performed. Maybe they wanted to see what else Jesus would do, or maybe they were wondering if Jesus would do something for them. So there were thousands of people following Jesus, and Jesus, the Bible says, was teaching them. They were having, if you, if you allow me to put it in our modern context, they were having outside Sunday school. And it started to get late, and Mark said the crowd had been there all day, and Jesus knew that the people were getting hungry. So he asked one of his disciples named Philip, he asked him, where can we buy food to feed these thousands of people? And Philip answered Jesus and said, Jesus, somebody would have to work for more than half a year to buy food for this many people. Can we just stop right there for a minute? Because that's the first person I want to examine this morning, Philip. Let me go ahead and give you my first point. Here it is. Philip offered knowledge to Jesus. Philip offers Jesus his own knowledge. Can I give it to you in, uh, in plain speak? Philip knows too much. 
You've got to understand, Philip is Jesus' disciple. He was one of the first disciples. He's been with Jesus. He was there. He saw Jesus turn water into wine. He saw Jesus heal the royal official's son who was almost dead. He saw Jesus heal the man who couldn't walk. He was, who was sitting beside the pool of Bethesda waiting on the angel to come. But when Jesus asked him this question, when Jesus said, where can we buy food for these people? Philip, who should have known what Jesus Jesus could do. Philip, one of Jesus' first disciples. Philip, one of Jesus' partners. Philip, one of Jesus' first students demonstrated that he knew too much without knowing much of anything. Jesus said, where can we get food for all these people? And Philip said, Lord, it would take 200 denarii to buy food for this many people and that would only give each one a bite. Now, Philip, I got to tell you, Jesus didn't just ask you how much money it would take to feed all these people. That was not his question. It did make sense for Jesus to ask Philip that. After all, according to chapter 1 of this book, Philip was from Bethsaida, which was a neighbor to where they were. Philip knew the surroundings, and so it would make sense that Jesus would ask, Hey, Philip, this is your hood. Where can we get some food? If anyone knew where to get food in that area, Philip would. But instead of answering Jesus' question. Philip shows how much he knows. Jesus, in order to feed all these people, it would take more money than we have. Listen, I've said it before, and you'll get tired of me say it. When Jesus asks a question, he is not asking because he doesn't know the answer. And this passage proves what I've been trying to tell you because the Bible says Jesus only asked him to test him because he already had in mind what he was going to do. But he asked Philip to show something. And when he tests Philip, Philip presents the knowledge he had and so he couldn't understand how they could meet the people's need because he knew too much. He liked fact and figures. He was a, a numbers man. Show me the money. If he were here today, he would probably ask for charts and graphs and income and expense statements. But all of that knowledge got in the way of his belief. And I do have a sneaking suspicion there are those of us in this sanctuary right now, those who are watching on the online sanctuary right now, who are just like Philip. We've seen Jesus do great things for others already. Many of us have seen Jesus work miracles. There are people in here who were sick, and you know the Lord healed you. There are people who didn't have food to eat, but the Lord didn't let you starve. There are people who didn't have money to pay bills, but the Lord made a way out of no way. Some of us have been with Jesus long enough to know what he's able to do. But instead, we offer to Jesus our knowledge of the situation rather than our knowledge of the Savior. Because sometimes we get so focused on the situation that we forget, like Philip, that our Savior is bigger than the situation. 
Sometimes we forget that our promise keeper is greater than our problem. Sometimes we know so much that we forget our healer is more powerful than our headache. We forget our deliverer is bigger than our dilemma. Jesus was not asking Philip for facts and figures. But when Jesus asked Philip the question, what Philip presents is his own knowledge. Uh, but there is an, another disciple here. His name is Andrew. Let's see what he has to offer. He said, wait, wait, Jesus. There is a little boy, and he's got some food. Now, if Andrew had stopped right there, if he had just shut his mouth at that point, that would have been great. But his offering of that information was apparently just to build up. It was just a prelude to his question that followed. He says, there's a little boy with five small loaves of the cheap bread and some salted fish relish to go on the bread. You don't believe me? Check it out in the Greek and see what the, the word for fish there means. But here's the problem. He goes on to say, he's got a little food, but, but what is that among so many people? Philip offered his own knowledge to Jesus and now Andrew offers doubt. Philip offered his own knowledge. Andrew offers doubt. There's a little boy with a little food but it's not enough. And how many of us when faced with a dilemma come to Jesus telling him what is or is not enough. What is or is not sufficient to do what needs to be done. May I remind us that this is the same God who when the earth was without form and void who, who stood on nothing and spoke into nowhere and called a whole world into existence. May I remind us that this is the same God about which Job said he spreads out the northern skies over an empty space he suspends the earth over nothing he wraps up the waters in the clouds yet the clouds don't burst under the weight of the water Job said he covers the face of the full moon spreading his clouds over it. Job said he marks out the horizon on the face of the waters for a boundary between light and darkness. Job said by his power he churns up the sea. By his breath the skies become fair. But we're going to tell him what is or is not enough? This is the same God. 
who fed the children of Israel with manna from on high. But we're going to tell him was not enough. This is the same Jesus who just took water and made the best wine out of it. And we're going to tell him what's not enough? Okay, let me see if I can get us closer to home. This is the same God that let your big mama take one little chicken and feed 13 of y'all and you're going to tell him what's not enough? This is the same God who let your mother make one thing and stretch it into three meals. He's the very reason you didn't even know y'all were poor till you got grown <laughs> and started looking back. Because our God is the God who takes what's not enough <laughs> and makes it more than enough. Don't come to him talking about this ain't enough. Philip offered his own knowledge. Andrew offered his doubt. I'm almost done. But there is someone else in this story. Someone who is not named like Philip or Andrew. But someone who is there by the divine providence of God. The Bible says that Jesus already knew what he was going to do. And I want to offer, if that's the case, then this third person is only there because he's supposed to be. He didn't happen into that crowd. Before all those people left and started following Jesus, he knew that they were going to be following him that day. And God knew that they were going to stay with him all day. And God knew that they were going to get hungry. And God already knew how he was going to feed them. Andrew said, there's a little boy here, and that was God's plan. When Jesus asked the disciples how to do it, they couldn't understand. But they, they knew too much, they doubted too much, but there was a boy there, a little boy, a young man who was where God wanted him to be when God wanted him to be there for his plan who knows why he was there maybe he came with his parents it was almost the Passover time maybe he came with his parents and they packed him a little something to eat maybe he came by himself and brought five loaves of bread because he was going to sell them and make a little money we don't know why he was there whatever the reason he was in the right place at the right time with the right stuff for Jesus to use and so when Philip gave Jesus his knowledge and while Andrew offered Jesus his doubt the little boy offered Jesus everything he had pastor that's not in the text it's implied if Andrew says there's a little boy with his lunch certainly he didn't steal the little boy's lunch at some point the little boy offered what he had Andrew offered lack Philip offered learning this boy offered his lunch Philip offered his expertise Andrew offered his experience this boy offered everything apparently this young man understands something that these two disciples don't 
He understands that's what, that what is not enough in his hands can be more than enough in the right hands. He says, in essence, I don't know what you can do with this. That ain't my business. But such as I have, I give you. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know where you're going to do it. I don't know how. I don't know uh, with what you're going to do it. But I'm transferring what I have from my hands to yours. Did you miss it? You didn't miss that prayer lesson, did you? You didn't miss that, that, that lesson. In, in my hands, it's not enough. In my hands, it's two fish and five loaves. And that ain't going to feed 5,000 men plus women and children. In my hands, it will not satisfy. But in your hands. Let me cut on across the field. Would you help me and tell somebody in your hands it may not be enough but in his hands it's more than enough. In your hands she's just a daughter that won't mind you. In your hands he's just a sorry son. In your hands it's just a failing marriage. In your hands, she's just a wife who's never satisfied. In your hands, he's just a husband that won't do right. In your hands, it's just a ministry that won't grow. In your hands, it's just a dead-end job. In your hands... It's just a wallet that's always empty in your hands. It's just a sickness that will not leave in your hands. She's just a supervisor who hates you in your hands. This is just the way it is and it will never change in your hands. It's just two fish and five loaves of bread. But I've come to tell you this morning, if you put what's in your hands into the master's hands, he'll show you what his hands can do. But pastor, I hear you, that's my child. But pastor, that's my son. But pastor, that's my daughter. I've come as a prophet of God to tell you this morning, you've got to let him go. You've got to let her go. But Reverend, this is all I've got. I've come today as a prophet of God to remind you that it's not enough anyway. So what do you have to lose? let it go would you look at somebody and tell them this morning let it go 
you didn't tell anybody the old folks used to say take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there the Bible says cast all your cares on him because he cares for you when you cast it you don't hold on to it when you cast it you let it go when you cast it you transfer ownership oh Lord this is your boy oh God this is your daughter you gave it to me oh Lord this is your job you gave it to me I cast it on you let it go don't you know you can trust his hands don't you know you can trust his hands oh when we were little we knew it then we used to sing it he's got the whole world in his hands he's got you and me brother in his hands he's got you and me sister in his hands but then we got grown and we forgot we stopped singing it we thought it was just for the kids but the truth of the matter is he still got the whole world in his hands don't you know that you can trust his hands David said he's Elohim Elion that is to say he's God most high he's the supreme judge he's the ultimate ruler he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords he's the highest of high he's the greatest of greats he's the holiest of holies he's bigger than my problem larger than my circumstance faster than my enemies wider than my fears deeper than my depression higher than my thoughts he's God he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think let it go and put it in his hands he's Jehovah he's El Shaddai he's Adonai he's Jehovah Nisi he's Jehovah Ra he's Jehovah Rapha He's Jehovah Shammah. He's Jehovah Sid Canoe. He's Jehovah Mekadesh. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's Jehovah Sabaoth. Give it to Jesus. Isaiah said, His hands laid the foundation of the earth. The psalmist said, His hands formed the dry land. Jesus said, Nobody can snatch you out of his hands so whatever it is this and that put it all in the master's hand you can trust him I heard one preacher say it's the same hands that took silicone and oxygen and made dirt it's the same hands that took dirt and made dust it's the same hands 
that took dust and made a man the same hands that took man and made a woman the same hands that took helium and hydrogen and put them together and made the sun the same hands that took the sun and made heat the same hands that took heat and made energy the same hands that took angiosperm and a seed and took a seed and made to sprout and took a sprout and made a brush and took brush and made a bush and took a bush and made a tree and took a tree and made wood and took wood and made a cross and took a cross and made an altar and took an altar and laid his son on the altar they put nails in his hands they put nails in his feet and he died for your sins and mine but the bible says on the third day he got up and when he got up he testified all power all power is in my in my hands What will you offer? What, what will you place in his hand so you can receive from his hand? Minister Keeley, you got some cash? You have any cash on you? Is that Minister Keeley I'm looking at? Yeah. Got any cash on you? Could you bring it to me? just one part of the exchange because you trusted me and you put what was in your hand in my hand now will you allow me to put what's in my hand in yours alright right when we trust him When we trust him, when we believe, 
something even if he doesn't tell me what he's got in his hand even if he doesn't explain to me how he's going to do it I trust him and I put what I have in his hand what did you put in my hand Miss Keeley $20. $20. She knew nothing about what I'm about to do. Right? But she put what she had in my hand. She trusted. Do y'all get what I'm saying? Now what do you have in your hand because you put something in my hand and I put something in your hand. What I put in your hand? $50. Because we're not going to outgive him. And what is little in your hand, you put it in the master's hand and let him distribute it, and you have enough for everybody to get full and have 12 baskets full of bread left over. talking to I don't know what it is I don't know what the situation is but I can tell you Jesus doesn't really need your knowledge he already has all of it okay and he really doesn't need your doubt You've been, long, you've, been long, you've been with him long enough to know that he doesn't need, there's, there's nothing that's not enough for him. What he wants is your everything, all to Jesus. I surrender all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all. What is it that you need to surrender and let go today I'm not talking about Jesus sharing our burden he doesn't need my help carrying it I'm talking about him carrying our burden what is it or who is it that you need to give to him today and let go. You have talked until you were blue in the face. You've tried to reason. You've done everything you could. But in your hands, it's not working. What do you have to lose by saying, Jesus, he belongs to you. Jesus, she belongs to you. Jesus, this is yours. I invite you today, whatever it is, whoever it is, just between you and God, would you say to, go ahead and talk to him. Jesus, I release. Jesus, I release my son. Jesus, I release my daughter. I release my finances. In my hands, it's not enough. 
but you can make what's not enough more than enough. Go ahead, say it with your heart. Talk to him about what's going on. You don't have to tell him the facts and the figures. He knows all that. I hear you, Pastor, I want to release, but I just don't know how. Fine, ask him to show you how to release. Father, show me how to bring this to you and take my hands off. Lord, show me how to make the transfer. I surrender Come on, tell him again I surrender Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord God. We want to thank you for our pastor, Lord God. Father, we thank you for the word that you give him to give to us, God. Father, we ask now, Lord God, that you would just refresh him, revitalize him, Lord God. Give him double what he put out today. Give it right back to him, Lord God. God, we pray that you keep a hedge of protection around our first two lady elect C and their family, Lord. Because we thank them for sharing him with us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 If you're here today and you have not yet chosen Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can do that now. You have not yet taken the Lord as your Savior. You have not confessed can raise your hand just where you are now if you're online TV land as I like to call it you can jot it down in a text or on Facebook but what you don't want to do is let this time pass you by if the Lord is tugging at your heart to give your life to him you need to do it I always say one thing Jesus said he said he's coming back but he did not give us a time he did not give us a day so we don't want to think that we've got tomorrow because tomorrow's not promised. Amen? Second call is you already made that decision. You already accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You believe that God raised him from the dead. And you feel that he's calling you to be a part of the Mount Calvary nation. And if that's so... 
can raise your hand. Someone will come to you and, and we'll get you in. We'll get you locked in. We'll love on you. But most of all, you will have him that is Jesus as your Savior. So again, the first call, if you have not accepted him, the second call if you have but you feel you're called here does everybody know where they're going to be let the church say amen praise the Lord now we have um, the great time where we get to do offering I said now we have that great time where we get to do offering and give back to the Lord what are we going to give him amen we have many ways to give. Givelify, you can download the app and follow the instructions. Um, secondly, cash app, dollar sign, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. And then the text to give number, um, it's up on the board, 855-908-0710. For all those that are giving in the building, the deacons will be at the back doors or at the doors as you exit. And they will be there until around 1230. Amen. Would you all remain seated after the benediction so the ushers can lead you out. But let's stand now and be dismissed. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, and dominion and power both now and and forever can we say it together amen praise the lord y'all have a blessed week remember nothing will happen to you where you'll be by yourself because god is always there amen amen
When I look back, Thank you. 